your kitchen designer putting 10 pounds of sausage in a 10 pound casing? What? He hasn't even come out to measure yet? You better call Paul. Hey, Vicki, can you hear me? I can. Hi, Paul. Hi. Welcome to Better Call Paul. So I'm yeah. looking at your plans. You were making some comments on our blog or asking some questions, and you were considering Shiloh cabinets, right? Yes. That's the, the one of the brands that my kitchen designer recommends. Okay. Um, yeah, and, then, I, I, and I love their, their stains. Mm -hmm. so that's they have very nice colors. They do. Yeah, yeah. First things, do we want to talk about your design first, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So, because so, I, every time I come home and, and stand in my kitchen and try to imagine where this island is going to be, it it just doesn't feel right. Well, there's a bunch of things as far as the dimensions and everything are concerned. When you have a rectangular room, turning anything at an angle doesn't save you any space. It actually eats up a lot of space. So your table should never be at an angle. The most effective way for your table to go is going to be vertically up and down. And then you'll know okay. exactly the amount of dimensions that you have everywhere. But it never works putting something at an angle. And the same thing is true really with islands as well. That if we put somebody's island at an angle, it just has to be that much smaller. Because it's a rectangle, essentially, at some point, something's getting too close. So you have to make something shorter because it's gotten Yeah, too the corner sticks out. Yeah. And normally we do have that table on a rectangle perpendicular to the wall. We just had it on an angle here lately. Um, so that's, that is totally Well, fine. you can have it as an angle when you get a really big, you probably don't have a really big island. Um. Okay, right. So when you put and the I island really in, and maybe what you want to do when you're trying to envision this, you can put tape on the floor so you can sort of see where your island is. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the design itself. The design itself has some problems with it. Um, okay. But you're certainly going to want four feet between the cooktop and the countertop and back of the cooktop, I would think. But there's, you know, where there's the refrigerator lots of, is. Yeah. I mean, generally... We don't want the refrigerator in back of a sink or another appliance, right? You know, yeah. it's pretty much the worst place you can put it. And the reason is that people go to the refrigerator all day long, right? And they, they want to root around it, stand in front of it, pick stuff out. And if someone's trying to work and cook, you've now brought this person right into the smack dab into the middle of the, the work area. And even if you left yourself four feet between the refrigerator and the cooktop, when you go to open the refrigerator, the refrigerator is 36 inch wide. Each one of the French doors is 18 inches wide. And then when you open the doors and step back, you're taking up another couple of feet. So the person that was at the cooktop would have to get out of the way for a person to open the refrigerator. Right. Yeah. And it's actually worse for us because we don't have the French doors yet. We just we got a new refrigerator a few years ago and it's just a single door. So yeah, eventually we'll the French, but yeah, that sweeps but, everybody out of the I, way. That's the first thing that tells me that I'm not a huge fan of your designer, right? 
they're doing something that we're trying to avoid, right? <laughs> we're trying to avoid your refrigerator being in back of your cooktop. In your design, probably the best location for the refrigerator would be over by the doors, right? That's um, what I was wondering. And then, I then and if it was me Sorry. and I did that and put the refrigerator by the doors, if you do the table as a rectangle, you could maybe even move it down a little bit away from the doors so it's not so close to the doors because you're trying to go in and out those doors. And are those doors sliders? Yes, they are. So you could probably get even closer when you put the refrigerator down there. There's probably a light switch. You can have the panel on the side of the refrigerator start right after the light switch and then have the refrigerator, possibly if there's enough room, maybe even a small pantry, then the dishwasher, or if there's not enough room for it. But you're probably going to have enough room for that. But if you didn't, you just have the refrigerator, a panel, then a wall cabinet, and then you'd have your sink there. And then now once you've done that, I think it's way better to have your stove on the other leg of the kitchen. You know, you can keep the stove in the island if you want, but then you have a hood hanging down and it also gets very yeah. difficult to vent it outside. But I'm looking at the distance on the room. Is there a, a wall that's being taken out now? It's a half wall. Is It, cur it currently is a U and it's only a half wall with a, a bank of cabinets hanging from the ceiling over that half wall where the mm -hmm. island is now. Right. The distance and the joists do run perpendicular to the island. They're they're ten inch joists, and they run um, perpendicular they to the island. Yeah, so that Correct. means that what's in back of the refrigerator wall. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they they run parallel to the to the island. I'm so sorry. They run parallel. So if they run parallel to the island, though, that's incredibly yes. long, right? So there they, has they to be a beam long. somewhere. There is a beam that will be right about under the head of the island, like where the stairs are. Okay, and that's going to be put into the ceiling. There, it's in the basement underneath this floor. But it's got to be; it must be in the ceiling too, then, so that if it's it's it, oh. if it's in the floor, then it must be in the ceiling, and that's how the joists get to run that. Way. So then that's good. So then you can vent it out. Then you can vent that hood outside pretty easily because the joists are going in the right direction. But, you know, looking at how long the room is, I know there has to be a beam in the ceiling because the joists couldn't be that long otherwise, right? So there's got to be a beam it. in your yeah. ceiling. And there's a beam downstairs, so they just duplicated the same thing downstairs that they did upstairs, I guess. Oh, okay. So if it's me, I put your refrigerator on the end by the doorway, and then if you put your stove on the other countertop, now you'll have an island that doesn't have anything in it, right? You could even put a second prep sink in the island if you wanted, but you'd have all this continuous countertop between your sink and your stove. Although if you did want to have your, your stove in the island, you know, you could. It's just that if you put it on the wall where the refrigerator was, you just wouldn't have a hood hanging down in the middle of the room. That would be a, an improvement. Um, we're going to have an induction top. Mm -hmm. top. I, I've considering not getting a hood at all but i feel pretty uncomfortable about that i mean the thing about the hood not having a hood at all is it's not going to poison your family it's just going to make the right. house sticky because every time you cook all the grease and everything else is going to be sort of like becoming a mist 
and then spreading out on all the surfaces, on all the cabinetry. Like people that don't have hoods, um, a lot of times when I come to their house and I even touch their cabinets, everything is sort of sticky. So it depends uh, on how much you yeah. cook. If you never cook, it's not going to happen. But if you cook a lot, then you want to have a hood because you just want to get rid of all the smoke and the grease and the smells that get created when you're cooking fish or whatever it is. But then that okay. would be, you know, if you did put it on the wall and you did move the refrigerator, then you could easily vent it outside by going into the ceiling or you could go over the tops of the cabinets to get it outside. And then you'd, yeah, have, a, that would be good. And you'd have a big island, right, that wouldn't have anything in back of it. But, uh, you know, the cooktop you, would be in back of it. You could turn around, cut, chop, work at the island. And if you put like even a prep sink in the island, you'd have a little prep sink there or none because you have the sink right over in the other place. And then you could be working at, you know, your island and then just turn around and put the vegetables and everything you just cut and chop right onto the stove that's in back of you. And none of these appliances then will be interfering with each other. Um, that would resolve an issue because where the refrigerator is now, it sticks out so much. And the little cabinet to the right of the refrigerator it's bumped out seven inches because there's a bump out in the wall behind that cabinet. So it's very uneven along that line, that leg of the, of the room. And it's hard to figure out how close can I get the Island because it's going to be so far away from the main counter mm -hmm. in order to be far enough away from the refrigerator. Now, that's interesting that you have that seven-inch bump out. So yeah, I'm just wondering what that is. Something from the basement where yeah. the water pipes come up maybe, or I, I'm not really sure. But when you're redoing this, when you're redoing this, you know, especially getting silo cab silo cabinets, I mean, it's not an inexpensive cabinet brand. So you're spending a lot of money to get this brand. If it's a plumbing pipe, it might cost, I don't know, thousand dollars to move it into the corner so that you didn't have to have the bump out go all the way across that whole cabinet it could just be in the corner of the room and you could have just the corner of the cabinet notched out you know and that might be a thousand dollars at most and you could by changing colors or door styles or finishes or these i don't know how i haven't asked you my next question but some of the other questions that we ask those kind of differences can be huge Right. I mean, your hood's going to cost a thousand dollars when you put your stove against the wall. It won't be what's called a peninsula hood anymore. It will be a less expensive regular hood. And that actually saves a bunch of money. So, I mean, it's all the oh. same money. And usually the construction stuff doesn't cost as much as a lot of the other things. Like you'll pick a color that you love. I make our kitchen designers tell all the customers, well, you know, that color you pick is an upcharge of 30 percent. Right. So you're spending 30 percent more for that color green. If you like this color blue, it's 30 percent less. Well, I don't like that blue as much, but 30 percent of my kitchen is six thousand dollars. I'll go blue instead of green for six thousand dollars. Right. So you want to have, <laughs> right, right. have all of this stuff sort of brought to your attention. And also that little area that you have next to the refrigerator now, it's so yeah. narrow. It's very hard to work at. It's just a bad space there. I see. Yeah, I see what you mean there. That that is going to be like a little mail nook to put. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a little junk, junk area. Drawers. Like other people right. are trying to get rid of junk areas, right? 
So well, when you yeah, move but... your, your refrigerator over to the other location by the door, you'll have no junk areas. Everywhere will be functional. So that will be another. I know. Then there's always the danger that the junk will go on the island. <laughs> well, I don't think the junk goes in your kitchen. When you give people a place to put junk, they put junk. When there's no place to put junk, then maybe they put it away. <laughs> or you can have it put in a drawer or, you know, yeah. in a cabinet. The other thing is, is how high are your ceilings? Do you know? They're standard eight, so, eight feet. So here's another thing that worries me a little bit is when we have a customer that has eight foot high ceilings, we would never sell them 39 inch high wall cabinets because nobody's ceiling is level and there's no way to level the ceiling without that being a huge production. It's very difficult to level somebody's ceiling. And this designer, as far as I can tell, these must be 39 inch cabinets and they've got three inch crown moldings on top that are just perfectly touching the ceiling. So when your core contractor goes to put the cabinets in, the cabinets have to go in level. There's no way for him to put the cabinets in at an angle or to have if as your ceiling goes in and out of level. So he puts the cabinets in level. And then at one point in the room, the molding is touching the ceiling. And then in another part in the room, the molding is like half an inch away from the ceiling if your ceiling's a half an inch out of level. So when you're designing somebody's kitchen, you never put 10 pounds of sausage in a 10-pound wrapper. You have to leave yourself a little bit of play. So we would always sell somebody 36-inch high wall cabinets, which will come six inches away from your ceiling. And then we'd have a six-inch flat molding and then a three-inch crown molding between the ceiling and that flat molding. And the crown molding would ride up and down on the molding as the ceiling went in and out of level. And doing it that way is the standard way people that are knowledgeable design kitchens and people that try to, to use 39-inch wall cabinets in a eight-foot-high room, it, either they're revealing their ignorance or, uh, I don't know, if they're connected to the contractor, then maybe the contractor knows this and is going to level your whole ceiling. But that's not the case. You would have to well put a lake a laser level on your ceiling to confirm it was within an eighth of an inch or a quarter of an inch of level everywhere the cabinets are going to be able to really do this. As a matter of fact, I just measured. My contractor doesn't know how tall my ceilings are because they haven't mm -hmm. measured here yet. Mm -hmm. They're not eight feet. They're um, seven feet and something. <laughs> like How much? 79 inches, I think. So, seven feet nine so, yeah yeah so seven feet nine is three inches less so now we've got 36 inch cabinets with a molding on top i'll bet you these are 36 and not 39 inch cabinets that does a kitchen designer measure no they haven't come to my house yet oh that's another bad song the first step in really working with anybody should be measuring because all this work that they just did designing a kitchen, if they haven't come to your house and they're assuming that the ceilings are eight feet, they also gave you 39-inch wall cabinets, which, like I just finished telling you, doesn't really work. But in a lot of cabinet companies, 39-inch wall cabinets are a big price jump. They're 20% more expensive than 36s. So you might be paying 20% more 
for these 39 inch cabinets and your ceiling isn't even high enough to accommodate them. <laughs> so right. And, and okay. All the well, work I'll that they find out about that. <laughs> that's, that's definitely has to change if those are 39, but, um, so 36 should work though. Well, if you're going to use 36, now you're back and you have seven foot, nine inch ceilings. Now you're back to the same issue, but it's a different issue really is that you, you don't want to probably go down to 30 inch cabinets, which is the next step down. You'd have to go down to custom sizes, but uh, Shiloh's sort of pretty custom. You could do 33 or they might have 33 inch cabinets and then you could use 33s and then a flat molding and another molding or your contractor would have to level the whole room and use 36s and a mold. But it's very important that somebody figure out how level your ceiling is because generally nobody's ceiling is level. I guess you have a split level house? Yes, we do. So a split level house is less likely to settle. And is it built like in the 60s or 70s or something? Um, actually, 1995. So it's oh, new. well, that's good. Now that it's 1995, it hasn't had that much chance to get out of level. So maybe you can use 36-inch cabinets, or maybe even if the contractor has to level the ceiling, it's not that much. He's only got to, like, maybe feather some plaster down to get rid of a couple of bows or bumps in the ceiling. But once you're doing this, let's say getting 36-inch cabinets and then putting the 3-inch moldings on top to reach the ceiling... Once you're putting 10 pounds of sausage in a 10-pound wrapper, you don't want to get to the end and find out how off your ceiling is. There's no play in your design. That's the most important thing on your project is to have somebody figure out how they're doing it and that it's going to work. Okay. And it will probably be 36-inch okay. cabinets, and it will probably be a 3-inch molding on top. And I would say to the kitchen designer, how high are the wall cabinets in my kitchen that you designed for me? I would ask them that question first. And if he says 39-inch okay. cabinets, then you're going to go down to 36s. And in most cabinet companies, that's going to be a big price decrease. That's fantastic because that's what I want. Right. Decrease. But the thing is, too, is I don't know how many places there are in your area, but I don't all, like all the people... your, your kitchen designer. I'm not a huge fan. of. First, they're recommending Shiloh. And I, I think that they improved how they make cabinets and that you can really, you know, they're okay and they have nice colors. But there are other brands, too, especially if you're going to get 36-inch cabinets. What Like what kind of colors were you picking? A kind of a, a, a light stain, just um, a, no, no paint. So oh. if you like a light stain, like a light maple stain or something like that, There'll be lots of cabinet companies that will be lot, way less expensive. I mean, Shiloh does have some really nice colors, but there'll be other cabinet companies that are less expensive. The fact that you need 36-inch cabinets now instead of 39s, you have to be in an expensive cabinet brand to get 39s. Like if you're in a, like a medium-priced cabinet brand or a higher-priced cabinet brand that's not custom, they might charge you 20% more for the cabinets, for the wall cabinets, to make them 39. If you're in a custom cabinet company, they'll hardly charge you anything to make them 39 because it's a custom cabinet company and they'll do anything. However, if you're in a custom cabinet company, you don't need to be now, right? 
because you're getting the standard height <laughs> cabinet, which is 36. So suddenly right. you could be in a less expensive cabinet brand and maybe getting light wood and saving yourself some money. So yeah, just okay. with, well, they offer J and K cabinets also, but uh, they don't really offer any stain. No, because they're an imported brand. So the only stain that you might like that an imported brand has is brand we carry, which is called Fabulwood, has a timber color that you might like. If you go on Fabulwood's website, you could look at their timber color. It looks even better in the picture than it does in real life, but it is a really nice color. But that timber color, but a Fabulwood kitchen would be around less than two-thirds the price of a Shiloh kitchen. And they're actually better. But where do I find Fabulwood if my if my kitchen dealers don't sell it? I don't know if it's sold in my area. Well, where are you located? Uh, Dayton, Ohio area. Dayton, Ohio. So you're actually in a good area because there's a lot of cabinet companies that are up at that kind of area. So there'll be other brands that will do colors that you like, too, that would be less than Shiloh. Uh, you'll have lots of choices. You'd have to look. I mean, we could take a look and see if we could find another dealer that had other brands. I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of this designer, but only because he's they kept they didn't do any design work, right? They did all this computer work and put everything on the computer and left the refrigerator and back of the stove and they took a bad design and just redid it. So Well, probably because I said just leave all the appliances where they are. Yeah. But you know um, what? But everybody says that it took me a while to know. Yeah, to know. Everybody that says that I because the, kid, the, the homeowners don't know any better. So they don't right. know that I, it's going to actually save them money moving these things and they'll get a better kitchen out of it. As designers, it's our job to teach them, to educate them that here, I'll design it this way. And yeah, I'll move the electric and the water line for the refrigerator, which will cost $200 or $300. But now it's a way better kitchen. And the cabinetry and the appliances are less. <laughs> so, you know, you actually save money by moving some stuff around. And it's a way better kitchen. So it's our job to be watching out for all of these things and to make sure that the ceilings are level. And, and really to do anything, we can't have an intelligent conversation with somebody about a kitchen until we've come out and measured. So anybody that puts drawing on the computer without measurements and really finishes them. I'm not a big fan of. They're doing work that may not even get done. If they're doing a good job, they'll come out and measure and they'll make some discoveries and they'll realize that your ceilings aren't eight feet tall and that, you know, maybe a ceiling has to be leveled and, you know, all kinds of things will be discovered that will change how they're going to decide to design it. Yeah, I see your point. I see your point. There. It's not being professional to do it the way that they did it, right? It's just being a salesperson and not being a professional designer. So they're just trying to sell cabinets and you're telling them what to do and they're listening to you. They're not even gonna check the measurement. They're just gonna sell you the thing that you picked and try to get in and get out fast. But you know, we could look on house or see if we could find a, a comp, want me to take a look fast? Um, sure, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna walk and, you through how we do it. So you can sort of do this yeah. on your own. House.com is a website that all reputable yeah, companies uh, are um, going to be, okay. you know, we'll all be listed on it, right? So I'm just going to go to House, and then I'm going to go on their website. I'm going to look for kitchen and bathroom designers. So I'm going to click that category. 
and then I'm going to look in a location that's somewhere near your zip code, which is, what is your zip code? 45387. So we type 45387 in, and then it comes up with companies that are within 50 miles. We'll, we'll maybe start. We'll see if we can find somebody within 25. Hmm. So you have to choose low to mid or mid to high. What do you mean? Price and quality on when I, I'm doing this with you. and Oh, I'm doing it. First I did was I click kitchen and bath designers. And then I went to location and I went to radius 25 miles and then location. And then, you know, you don't have to pick anything. It's going to list them all. Oh, okay. So the first one that comes up is called the kitchen place. And they also advertise. What we do is we look through the, the pictures that these companies put online just to sort of, if somebody puts a kitchen online that has mistakes in it, then we sort of know that they don't know what they're doing. We can sort of skip those companies. So I'm just looking through, I'm going to look at the kitchen place first. I think they have good reviews. They have 4.9 reviews. Although we never check the reviews on house because everybody gets, if you don't get good reviews on house, you have to be horrible. The way that you get reviewed is you request the people to review you. It's much better to look at Google. Look at Google's reviews for a company. Because anytime somebody's annoyed or whatever, they'll review them on Google, but they won't review them on house. Oh, like, so weird. Google is a better place to look for reviews. So like we have 4.9, 5.0 on house. And I think we got 4.8 or something like that, or 4.7 on Google. But there's other companies that have 5.0 on house and have 3.0 on Google. So let's see. Okay, so, I got that. So kitchen place. So looking at the designs, portfolios. So they look totally competent. 59 reviews. They're the first company that's coming up. We can look at their website and we can see what cabinet brands that they carry. I have looked there. I believe they have Medallion and I know they do have Shiloh also. So craft made. And now when a company carries craft made, Mm-hmm. it's a really good sign, right? And the reason that it's a good sign is that Craftmate is sold at both Lowe's and Home Depot, right? So if people were picking Craftmate and this company, the kitchen place, was outrageously expensive, they couldn't carry Craftmate because someone would take the design and go to Lowe's or Home Depot and get it priced out and they would write a bad review and say, this company's a ripoff. They gave me a price of $100,000 for a kitchen that Home Depot charged me $50,000 for or $10,020,000 for. So we know when they somebody sells a brand that is also sold at a home center that they're competitively priced. So here you got Craftmade, which is a good cabinet, and it's a good cabinet brand. So that's another thing that we do is we look at the brands that the kitchen company sells and we can tell from the brands that they carry if they know a lot about kitchens. They don't carry oh, Shadow. They carry Plain and Fancy, which is an incredibly expensive, very nice custom cabinet company. They carry Medallion, which is a higher-end brand. They carry J&K, too. They carry Craftmade. They carry Eclipse, Showplace, Aspect, some other inexpensive brands. I think they would be a better company to work for. And let's just check Google. I mean, they got a ton of reviews. They're selling cabinet brands that home centers are selling. So we know that they can't be overpriced. And then we'll just check their Google. And it's in Xenia 
Ohio. I guess that's close to you, right? That's close, yes. So I'll add them to our list of people we recommend since we've just vetted them. <laughs> Assuming that they awesome. get Awesome, yeah. That's cool that you're able to just add them onto your list. Yeah, so they get 4.7. In the Google world, can't make everybody happy and anybody that's unhappy is going to complain. So I'm going to look at like, so they got all five-star reviews and somebody's going to have given them a one-star review. We'll see what that, sure, what that yeah. one is. Oh, they just got, no, yeah, they got all five stars on a couple of fours that are lowering them down. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That seems like a much better place to start. They got the better reviews. You could also Google the name of the cabinet company that you're working with and see what kind of stars they get in Google. You know, okay. we won't mention their name. I know I wanted to besmirk somebody on a podcast, but <laughs> personally, but <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's, if you look at it, 4.7 is pretty good. It's pretty, you know, it's hard to get. And then if you have negative reviews, that's telling. And I'll bet you any amount of money that before they put any designs on their computer for you, they're going to want to come out and measure. Cool. All right. That so, definitely caught me. So I think that's a better place to start. And then you can mention that, you know, see what they say, or you can give them my ideas on the design. But if yeah, they're good, really they helpful. should they should be directing you towards that anyway. So like really, okay. if they're good designers, there's a lot of different designs, but there's only a few good designs. If I give your kitchen to anybody in my company, they're all going to come up with the kitchen I described to you, just because it's the most sensible use of the space. Okay. That helped me a lot because I, I just couldn't figure out how close to get the island to the wall with the refrigerator because the refrigerator sticks out so far. So this will solve that problem. It will, so um, it will solve that problem too. Yeah. And then when yeah. you're budgeting yourself, I would budget myself maybe for you got a full depth refrigerator probably that sticks way out. Yeah. I would leave space for a counter depth refrigerator. And even if you don't switch right now, you can be getting a much less expensive cabinet brand probably. You'll get prices, I'll bet, that are less than the Shiloh um, when you go to this place. I'm hoping at least. I know they're competitively priced. And then if you have enough money left in your budget, then you can get your counter depth refrigerator with the French doors, and then it That'd won't be, be awesome. sticking out so far. So Craftmade, do you recommend? Yeah, Craftmade's a good cabinet brand. So, and Craftmade will have lots and lots and lots of colors. They'll have as many colors as Shiloh. I don't know if they're quite as nice. You'll be the judge, but they're going to be very, very similar. They have tons and tons of colors. They'll probably also have some other, I forget the brands that they carry. Uh, medallion. medallion. J&K is inexpensive. Showplace EVO. I don't know Showplace that well. Okay. Well, Showplace, I have to look up, looking how we rate Showplace. Um, I can't remember if they're on your list. They are. They're yeah, a big company. I, I just okay. can't remember how we how we review them. So Showplace is a 4A and we give them good reviews. Showplace will be a tiny bit less than Craftmade. Maybe. But you can ask the designer. They'll know okay. which is less. And you can look at the colors of both probably. You got a lot to change. And if yes. then, you know, once you get the thing designed and you're, you get close to ordering it, if you want to vet it through us again and call into the helpline, feel free. Okay. Hey, there was one more little thing that I wanted sure. to ask. Sure, um, fire away. The, the, the island is going to stick out a little bit in front of the stairs. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can't decide if that's okay. It's 
I think that's fine. Away from I think do? it's fine sticking out a little bit in front oh. of the stairs because it's also going to be four feet away from the stairs. Right? Okay. Because it has to be. Because it's got to be four. You really want it to be four feet away from the countertop that's going to have your stove at it. Or even if you don't do your stove and you keep your stove on the island, you want to be able to have somebody stand at the stove and, and somebody else maybe be making a sandwich on the countertop and back or something. So usually we try to keep that around 42 inches. And that's a ton of distance. 42 inches, plenty of space from the front of the staircase. Okay. Okay. And, awesome. You know, Thank and then you. You, you're going to, you're worrying about the staircase because it's, you know, it's sticking out a little bit and it's not really lining up, but you only really have that perspective of how far it, that the island is going in front of the staircase. If you're looking at the staircase perfectly head on and sort of straddling the staircase like a referee, you know, when you're at an angle or other parts of the room, you won't really be able to figure out how far the island is going in front of the staircase. It's only when you've got oh. that one view that it's really obvious, right? Well, when I, I measured, it, and it's it's going to be like as much as eight inches sticking out. Yeah, but even eight inches. If Let's say it was even with the staircase, and then you were to stand over by your sliding doors. It, mm -hmm. From that angle, it will look like it's a foot and a half in front of the staircase. True, but I'm concerned right? about coming down the stairs. And yeah, so that's why we don't worry about it, because when you're coming down the stairs, you'll have four feet. So you'll have plenty of room okay. down. And then the only thing to be concerned about is if it's jutting out in the staircase, does that look funny doing that? It doesn't really bother me, only because it, from most different angles, it's not really that apparent. Okay. And I'd rather have more countertop. Yeah. That's Especially if you keep okay. your countertop on the island. If you keep your cooktop yeah. on the island, you don't want to be making the island much smaller. Um, no. But if you move the cooktop to where the refrigerator is, you can make the island a little bit smaller and it won't be so important because it will have continuous countertop. And if I move the refrigerator, no, well, the, that, no, I by the doorway, yeah. I like that. Right, by the doorway. Um, I think that will require the island to scoot down a little bit because only because. Well, how so much space are you leaving? Out, so Does it stay there? It says there 41 uh, and a half inches. So cabinet to cabinet. Yeah. So if you were leaving 41 and a half inches, yeah, you're going to want your island to scoot down a little bit. And then you can just have it scoot down a little more in front of the stairs. Or if you're moving the cooktop, you can put the cooktop and putting the cooktop where the refrigerator was. Then you can also make the island a little bit smaller and it will be no problem. Still have a big island. Okay. And you still have yeah, a big island. Yeah, that's a good point. But either okay. one of those things, it just, everything works a lot better with the refrigerator in that location. And same thing, too, that when your refrigerator is there, people go to the refrigerator all day long. So, I mean, people will be sitting at your table and then go to the refrigerator. And if they went took a straight path, they'll go right through the sink, right past the cooktop, all to get to the refrigerator. So every kid and every person that wants to go to the refrigerator disrupts anybody that's trying to work. Whereas when you put the refrigerator on the end there, people can be sitting at the table. They can get up. They can go to the refrigerator, get something. They can get something from the refrigerator, a beer, and then go outside into the backyard. They can get a glass of milk and then go into the living room and sit down. And they'll never interfere with the people that are working in the kitchen, cooking and washing dishes and everything else because the refrigerator is on the end. And it's not in front of and back of anything. Awesome. Yes. 
Yes, and then I can maybe put the microwave in the island. Yeah, that would be a good place for the microwave yeah. too. So when you if you move your cooktop too to the wall and you put your microwave in the island, as you're separating all of these things, the way I evaluate how well a kitchen is designed is if you shade the countertop according to how often it's getting used, the countertop is getting used every day. In a really badly designed kitchen, you're only working at one place in the kitchen a lot of the time because all the other places yeah. are inconvenient for you because of that. So like when you move your refrigerator down, you'll have all the countertop. The countertop on the left of the sink is where you're going to keep your dish rack or any dishes or anything else that you want to put out of the way. That will go to the left. Now you'll have continuous countertop all along the wall and on both sides of the stove. You'll be working at that countertop all the time. And then the countertop on your island, if you put the microwave in it, somebody using the microwave and taking something out of the microwave and maybe making a sandwich or something else can be doing and working at the island. So all of your countertop would be getting used. When I look at this kitchen, everywhere in the kitchen isn't really being used very much, except when you're cooking, the countertop to the left of the cooktop will be used a lot. And then there'll be a, a little piece of countertop to the right of the sink where people will be trying to work sometimes but the refrigerator door might be opening and hitting them and being in their way. So really the best place to work in this kitchen is probably on the island to the left of the cooktop in the way it's designed oh. now. Whereas the way we're yeah. doing it, everywhere will be a good place. Fantastic. Okay. All right. So, all right. Off you go. Good luck. <laughs> and maybe we'll hear from hey, you. Thank you. All yeah. Right, good talking so to you. All right. Thanks, Vicki. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Mainline Kitchen Design Podcast with nationally acclaimed kitchen designer Paul McElary. This podcast was brought to you by Brighton Cabinetry, high-quality custom cabinetry at competitive prices. For more on kitchen cabinets and kitchen design, go to www.mainlinekitchendesign.com.